0: Oh, and welcome to episode 34 of Board Game Blitz, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network and a podcast about all things board games that you can listen to in less time than it takes to pick up your Gen Con badge at Will Call. This week, we're hyped about Gen Con and Gen Can't. First, we discuss a few games we've played recently like 1859, Rocky Road a la Mode, and the Lumen Fide scenario of Time Stories. And since this episode will release on the first day of Gen Con, we wanted to share our excitement about Gen Con and Gen Can't with everyone. We make a few predictions, we talk about what we're looking forward to. Finally, we wrap things up with a look at the etymology of the word
1: hype. And now, here are your hosts! Ambi, Cassidy, and me, Crystal. I've had 1859 for a year now. It was in the Winsome Essence set in 2016, and I finally got to play it last night. 1859 is a variant of 1830. It's set in South Africa. And the main difference in this game is that the tokens do not block other companies from going through, so you can lay track and run routes beyond blocked areas, whereas in 1830 usually tokens will block your company. You just have to pay a $10 fee to the company that has a token in the city if you use it in your route, so your company needs to keep paying money to get good routes. We played three player, it took about three and a half hours. It was okay, but it's not something that I would be excited to play again. We started out, it wasn't that exciting to us since our three companies started in our own corners of the map. So there wasn't much going on in the game other than building out routes for our own companies. But later in the game, it got more interesting. And it was kind of exciting when I finally built out a track and put a token beyond someone else's token. Because that's the main thing that's different in this game. And I was like, yay, I did it. (laughs) In 1859, there are some cities with only one token spot. Sometimes there's cities with two token spots and you can like go through if one of them's still open. But the one token spots are really important because then people have to pay that person to go through there. If there's multiple tokens, you get to choose who to pay. So sometimes you would like pay your own company if your own company's there. But basically at the end of the game, we all had the same route, but we just paid different amounts to the different companies depending on who had the tokens. So it was kind of fiddly since the companies kept having to pay $10 to each other, like back and forth, kind of, and you have to keep track of all that. And for a moment I was worried my company wouldn't be able to pay because it didn't have any money, but it had some of those good tokens. And so it got enough income from the other companies in order to pay for its own route which was cool. Isn't that just how life goes? <laughs> yeah, but, but it's basically shuffling money back and forth. It's like, okay, cool. Would this
0: be your least favorite 18xx game that you've played? You, do, you definitely no. sound... Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you sound just, more, ha- Luke, more yeah, money yeah, on it discussed on the show.
1: It might be my least favorite of the one I've, I've talked about, but not the least favorite that I've played. Okay, well, that makes Maybe. sense,
0: because the ones oh. that you really dislike, you're probably not going to talk about. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, but something exciting that did happen in 1859 is that I was able to get the first diesel train and this is the first time this has happened to me in any 18xx game so a diesel train can run an infinitely long route usually the trains are numbered and they can only run that many cities but for the first time I was up, able to upgrade my four train into a diesel so the way it works is when you buy the diesel train all the four trains go away and there you can't use them anymore but if you buy the first one you can upgrade your four train into a diesel and you get a $300 discount so I had exactly the right amount of money, $800. And that turn, I had used my other company to pay $10 to this company by going through its route. So without that $10, I wouldn't have been able to get the diesel and someone else would have been able to buy it first and I would have had to pay $300 more. So that was really exciting because I had the exact amount I needed in order to get it. And that I think that made me win. (laughs) But another thing that helped me win was that Toby... He made his company have a low stock price, which goes in the yellow section of the stock market, which means that his stocks don't count towards a limit. There's a limit of the number of shares each player can hold, so Toby didn't have to um, worry about that. Our other friend also had a company in the yellow, but in the last round it went out of the yellow, so that means that we would have had to sell shares in order to uh, keep the limit. But if the game had lasted longer, Toby would have been able to buy those shares and have a lot more shares than us and win. But the game ended right at that round, so Toby wasn't able to win. <laughs> so it was kind of fun. As I said before, it's in the middle of my 18xx games. Like it's fun, it's not super exciting, but not the worst, and it's not something I'm like super excited to play again, but I would play it again. That's 1859.
0: Yeah, 1859. (laughs) Man, you know what I'm really craving right now? Ice cream. Cassidy, can you help me out with that?
2: I believe (laughs) that I can. My recently played is Rocky Road, a la mode. I honestly just really like saying the name of this game. Rocky Road, a la mode. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It rhymes,
0: (laughs) things about ice cream, it's all good.
2: (laughs) It's just fun to say. I picked up Rocky Road a la mode because my boyfriend and my neighbor both love to chase the ice cream truck like they're children. <laughs> every summer. Every summer. I'm one of those people, too. <laughs> <laughs> and since we play games with um, my lovely neighbors that like to chase the ice cream truck, I figured this would be the perfect game to play with them. <laughs> I had no idea what this game was when I purchased it. I just saw the name and it made me smile and the theme made me laugh, so I had to buy it. And I'm glad that I did because it's quite a lot of fun in a little box. The first thing that you need to know about Rocky Road a la mode is that everyone is trying to be the best ice cream truck that they can by providing the best slash possibly most treats to their customers. You do this by drawing treat cards, attracting customers, and then serving those customers. You get only one action per turn, so you can choose one of those three things to do. If you draw cards, the treat cards, you draw one to five. Uh, There's no hand limit, which is kind of nice, so you could hoard cards if you really want to be that person. If you choose to attract a customer, you take one of those treat cards and it slides under... The, your ice cream truck that's in front of you and you have two customers that you'll eventually have to serve on that card and then if you want to serve the customer you discard treat cards that match the treats that the customers want the really interesting thing about this game is that if you are in the last place on the track on the board then you're actually the next person that gets to go so oh, if, so like
0: Patchwork, kind of?
2: Uh, like Patchwork and like mm. Takedo, yeah. So whoever's yeah. in last gets, gets to go. So with the drawing cards action, if you draw five cards, you move up five spaces. So that's letting other people take potentially multiple turns before you get another turn. So you sort of have to weigh how desperately you want those cards or how desperately you want to serve, want to attract a specific customer because... From what I saw playing the customers, you would move up one to three spaces depending on the customer you attracted. When you serve a customer, you only move up one space. So the more customers you can serve, probably the better. (laughs) But you have to attract them too, which makes you move up spaces. You sort of have to gauge what you need to do versus what everyone else needs to do to determine how quickly you want to move across that board. So there are wild card tokens or wild treat tokens on the board. So if you're the first person to that, you can use that wild treat instead of a treat card when you're serving a customer. When you finish serving two customers on your card, the card flips sideways and sort of sits near the end of your truck and you have... Uh, rewards that you've received for serving both of those customers correctly, which could be victory points or permanent treats. The permanent treats are used to get loyalty or location cards. And the location cards remind me of the nobles from Splendor. You can only get them if you have the correct type of permanent treats. And then the location cards are victory points again at the end of the game and that's rocky road a la mode it plays two to four players roughly 20 to 30 minutes so not only is it a fun kind of thinky game it's short it's in a small box and it's fun to say rocky road a la mode. <laughs> who's the <laughs> oh and publisher? it's uh, green it's green couch games okay cool and it came out this year i've been playing a lot <laughs> of new games this year guys it's weird that's it's not weird. It's awesome. I think it's it kind weird of for me because I usually don't. <laughs> yeah, but when you have
0: a podcast, I feel like even if you don't do it intentionally, you're kind of drawn to the new stuff because it's fun to talk about the new stuff. Speaking of new stuff, I recently played the newest scenario for Time Stories, which is called Lumen Fide. I will preface my conversation with the fact that I am not going to be spoiling anything in the scenario. But if you want to go in 100% blind, I would recommend skipping ahead to the end of my little bit here, which will probably be in about three minutes or so. Um, But again, I am not planning on spoiling anything, except I am going to spoil not a part of the game, but a mistake in the game. So before I get into my thoughts, I will state that there is a card or there is a series of cards that Depending on the choices you make in this scenario, you can end up getting completely stuck and not being able to progress at all, because there is text missing on at least one card. I know that there is a way to bypass it if you had chosen different decisions earlier, but I don't know what those decisions were, because my group did not make them. So we had to go to BoardGameGeek to find how how we were going to progress. So uh, if you are playing it, and you get to a point where it doesn't look like you can do anything... I would say maybe go to BoardGameGeek. There are some very nice non-spoilery posts that can help you. Lumenfide is set in 15th century Spain, kind of when wars over religion were, you know, a big deal. And I would say that if you are a super religious person, or if you're one of your family members is incredibly religious, there is a tiny risk of them being not offended, but like p- bothered by the subject matter. And there's nothing like blatantly offensive, but there's some like non-historical religious information in the scenario. So I didn't bother me in any way, shape or form, but I'm not very religious. So just take that for what it is. I would definitely recommend that you have played all of the previous Time Stories scenarios before playing this one, although it is not necessary. The artwork is beautiful, just like all of the other Time Stories expansions. So good. Just awesome, awesome. And in case... Uh, we actually, we've gotten a lot of new listeners, so I bet some of you might not be aware that Ambi and I did a Time Stories spoiler cast, a special episode quite a while ago now, where we discussed at length and very spoilery the first four Time Stories uh, scenarios. Mm-hmm. I think we recorded it right after Under the Mask had kind of come out or right after we had both played it. So if you want to hear detailed thoughts about those four, go listen to that episode. uh,
1: Episode nine.
0: Oh gosh, that was a while ago.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so only two more expansions have come out since then because they've been a little slow getting the last few out. But I, if I had to rank all of the scenarios in my order of favorite to least favorite thus far, Under the Mask is my favorite. Asylum is number two. Lumen Fide is number 3 but with an asterisk next to it because of the problem that I mentioned a bit ago. And one other thing that I don't want to mention because it's kind of a spoiler. Expedition Endurance is next, but it also has an asterisk next to it, and I can't explain why either because spoilers, but something <laughs> happened in that scenario that was uh highly improbable to happen, and as a result, it lessened my experience, but I still liked the Uh, scenario itself prophecy of dragons is next to last and the marcy case is my least favorite i would be more than happy to give more detailed information to anyone who wants it if you want to message me on twitter or email us or anything like that and there's a chance that Ambi and i might do another spoiler cast in the future i know Ambi hasn't played lumen fide yet nope you did you play expedition endurance
1: yeah i played that one we really liked it
0: so maybe after another one comes out and there's another, another set of three, maybe we can do another one. But i sorry, I can't say much because I don't want to spoil things. But Lumenfide, I think, is a solid expansion. The card text issue is disappointing because, you know, at this. But I think they did a really good job with this scenario. It felt smoother overall than most of the scenarios did. And so I really, really enjoyed it. Okay, so on the day that this episode first releases, it is the first day of Gen Con and Gen Can't, which is very exciting! Yay. And uh, Cassidy and Ambie, you all are both attending Gen Con this year.
1: Yeah, I'm Yay. super excited. This will be my first time going.
0: 50th anniversary, you picked a, sh-
2: a good year to do your first. <laughs> yeah, it's so out. out. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember the any time that that's happened.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm- I was already worried about like crowds and scary so many people but it's sold out so that's even more more crowds. So
0: for I will kind of be the moderator for you two and what are you excited to see or do at Gen Con?
1: I'm really excited for True Dungeon. It's like a real role-playing game kind of so I'd heard about this last year and that was like the one thing I wanted to do at GenCon because it's only at GenCon and maybe like one other thing. Yeah, they've brought it. Yeah, through. they had it at Origins oh, okay, for the first origins. time this year. Okay, but so I signed up. Uh, there was actually someone that's like moderating a newbie run, so he has a bunch of tokens that he's going to lend out to us, and so that we won't die, he'll like heal us, <laughs> and and he'll help, He's helping us like know what to do. So that's pretty exciting because I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but I'm going to be a bard, so I'll just go around singing all the time or something. Yay! Oh,
0: that's my, one of my favorite classes! <laughs> Mine too! <laughs> great, great. Well, we're, we're going to play an RPG someday and all three of us are just going to be the bards singing. and <laughs> are just going to die constantly. <laughs> <laughs> and then they died because they brought their loot instead of a knife. <laughs> yeah. Who brings a loot to a knife fight? <laughs> we do! <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I true dungeon has always appealed to me greatly, and I'm sad that I've never gotten to do it, so I would love to hear all about that after the fact, Amby.
2: Mm-hmm. I uh, did not sign up for any events this year. <laughs> uh, my She's going plan rogue, everyone! Cassie's going rogue! Is to probably spend way more money than I should, uh-huh. because that always happens every year. Um, really, I'm just looking forward to seeing a bunch of people, and because like I said about Origins, it was so nice to meet a lot of people that I knew on Twitter, or in Twitter only, and I have a feeling it's going to be more of that <laughs> at Gen Con, so I'm sort of just looking forward to seeing people, and I go to the Ram every year to get some beer, and their special pint glass that they have for gen con each year so i'm looking forward to that
1: oh i'm also really excited to meet raf from ding and dent i've never met him in person before and we've talked about and Dent on the show but i'm actually staying at an airbnb with him so i assume i'll be able to meet him (laughs) at some point (laughs) i mean if you're staying in somewhere no (laughs) i would uh
0: it would be really weird if you did not meet him yeah
1: and i think ding and dent also has a meetup on friday night that i want to or no thursday night that i want to try to go to my true dungeon is also thursday late night so hopefully i the timing will work out and i'll be able to go to some of the ding and dent meetup and another meetup i want to go to is the rolling dice and taking names meetup that one's friday oh night. i'm they're, so jealous <laughs> of you right now they're, they're doing a strike tournament which oh jeez
0: <laughs> Cassidy, I swear you have to, you, you like, I know you don't like dice games. I know, but like, go experience this for real.
1: You can be on team Marty, team dice in bowl versus team gladiators in arena.
0: I'm team gladiators in arena for the record. I, and I don't care that people play the rules technically not based on what they actually are, but it's, it's so much fun. Are there any events that you're excited about Cassidy? I know you didn't book anything, but, like, is there anything that you'd like to hit up while you're there?
2: Yeah, so the other day at work I made a list of games that I'm looking forward to demoing and or purchasing. I think I have about 20 on that list now. But I'm really looking forward to trying a Palace of Mad King Ludwig. Oh, yeah. I got to see it at Origins, but I didn't get to get in a demo.
0: That one looks pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and uh, BGG has a new convention tool. That has like all of the Gen Con games on there and you can go through, look at them all and mark which ones you're interested in and filter them and search for them. So I I looked through that and also picked some games I'm interested in, like Codenames Disney. (laughs) And we're all completely shocked.
2: (laughs) Not at all. Shocked is the word.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, shoot, I should look at the list of things that are releasing there and see if you guys can like pick up something. I, I mean, it's, it's so it doesn't feel like it's necessary anymore, because if, if it's at Gen Con, most stuff tends to hit retail like super soon after the fact. But I uh, there are a couple of games coming out there or expansions for games that I definitely am interested in. I'm bummed that I won't be there with you guys.
2: (laughs) When you're at Gen Con, there's always this fun excitement of being the first person to get a copy before everyone else. So it was a couple years ago when Spyfall came out, and we all know how I feel about social deduction games. (laughs) But I was still so excited to be the first person of all of the people that I play games with to have a copy of Spyfall. And I got it specifically for, for our game group to play, and I believe... It has been handed off to one of the members of the game group. I no longer own it. <laughs> yeah, I.
0: it's weird. I like social deduction games, but Spyfall I purchased when it was new and hot, and then it never comes off my shelf anymore.
2: I'm also very excited about Oink Games being there for the first time. Yes. I'm yeah, going to buy go so to many see. games. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, Maybe, I'm excited Definitely that.
0: talk to them and tell them that we here in America love them a lot, and they should... <laughs> Make sure that all of their games are super easy to get here because mm-hmm. we will buy them. Yes.
1: Oh, I'm also going to be at the Dice Tower booth for a little bit. I signed up to be there at Friday at 11 a.m. and Saturday at 2 p.m. So if you're at Gen Con and listening to this before that, <laughs> come by and say hi.
0: <laughs> That's really cool that you're helping out at the Dice Tower booth. I know Cassidy mm-hmm. helped out with them with it at Origins and had some fun doing that. So. <laughs> Impromptu interview! Yay, impromptu interview! <laughs> Terrifying! <laughs> While you guys are having all of the fun at Gen Con, I'm going to be rocking Gen not I'm actually going to be in Kansas City visiting my family, so I don't know how much gaming I'm going to get in over the weekend. Definitely some. Uh, my sister and her husband do play games with me, and I can, I can occasionally convince my parents to play as well. My nephew is two and a half, so he's... Not quite at game playing age, but he's getting there. I've already bought him like two or three games. He could play go away monster i ha i bought him animal upon animal, but I don't oh, think that, he- that one's a
1: little hard, yeah,
0: yeah, he doesn't quite get i mean he likes the toys factor but so GenCant, for those who aren't aware, we did an episode about it last year, but we've gained a lot of new listeners since then. We actually had an interview with Suzanne Sheldon, who is the organizer of GenCant last year. I think it was episode six. Um, so I imagine that interview is still pretty relevant for what's going on now. So if you want to know details about what GenCant is, why it came about, you can actually go back and listen to episode six. I hope it sounds good, because that was early in our <laughs> tenure as a yeah. podcast, but... Basically, GenCant is just a way for people who aren't at GenCon to have some fun too and kind of like avoid that FOMO feeling, that fear of missing out that you get when everyone else, it feels like everyone else is at the con and you're not. But when in actuality, most people aren't at the con. So, there's going to be a lot of cool things going on for Gen Cant. They often do some kind of, um, like online games. Like last year, they did a Karuba game via mm-hmm. YouTube that everybody could participate in. And they have a, uh, raffles and giveaways and other types of contests. And what something they did this year that was pretty cool and unique is, um, Actually, at the back of the beginning of June, they announced a game design contest to design a roll and write game. And uh, I've had a list in my phone of game design ideas now for quite some time, and I've kind of been hesitant to pull the trigger and actually make something happen. And that contest inspired me enough to actually do it. So within the span of a month, I designed my very first game and submitted it. There were 81 total games submitted. The winning game... Welcome to Dino World, will be released around Gen Con, so by the time this episode drops, I believe it will be available to download online, but my game got an honorable mention. Yay! Which is crazy. (laughs) Like, I obviously, you know, like a lot of people, have a lot of you know doubt about my own stuff that i create at times and uh, a couple of the judges reached out to me after the fact and said that there's definitely something there with my game so i'm gonna keep working on it and it is available for download on the gencant website if you go to the post from august 5th my game is called cruciverbalist and uh it is a word game so if you do not like word games i you can possibly skip it. But if you like word games, I would highly recommend you give it a shot. It is not perfect, but it was fun to design, and uh, I wanted to give shout-outs to Suzanne Sheldon for A, organizing GenCant and the contest, facilitating it, as well as the judges for that contest. Uh, Eduardo Baruff, uh, Mandy Hutchinson, Nicole Hoy, and Mason Weaver. 81 games judged over the span of a month is no small feat. <laughs> So thank you to you guys for helping make that contest a reality, because if it weren't for you, I would not have designed my first game. So thanks. <laughs> <Really cool. laughs> and if anyone plays my game and wants to give me feedback, good or bad, please do, because it, it'll evolve, I'm sure, as time progresses. So we're running out of time, but I wanted to make a couple other predictions about things. Restoration Games is going to be announcing another game at Gen Con. And they haven't said what it is yet, but I know in my heart, and by know, I mean, I'm guessing completely, but with no actual information, but I know it's going to be the Omega virus because I've been willing it to happen for a year or more whenever they yeah, because they made the announcement that restoration games existed like at gen con a year ago and as yeah. soon as they announced that that company was a thing i was immediately emailing them <laughs> <laughs> like they had a form on their website to submit suggestions and i was like omega virus omega virus omega virus i do know that a lot of people want the dark tower to be remade Ooh. yeah and i would i would even though i've never played the original i'd be down for that but
2: i still hope it's the omega virus I really hope it's the Omega Virus. After finally getting to getting to play it, I desperately want it to be Omega Virus so like, I can have my own copy of the game and not spend, like, hundreds of dollars.
0: There's so much you could do with it, especially if you had an app controlling it instead of a squawk box, because, yes. like, like, in the game, truthfully, one of the most boring and kind of, like, crummy parts um, is the security breaches, where you just have to, like, punch in a number or a couple of numbers and hope that you don't get hit. But like, they could turn the security breaches into like mini-games within the app, theoretically. That would be super cool. Restoration Games, if you're announcing Omega Virus, <laughs> please call me. I have ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fledgling game designer with so many ideas in her head, and I will help you, I promise. <laughs> All right, guys, so what do you think the hottest game of the con
2: is going to be? I have absolutely no idea yeah,
1: um
2: i haven't been doing a lot of reading on what people are super hyped about i know rising sun will be pretty big just because of the kickstarter but probably pandemic yeah. legacy season two i feel like that would probably will probably be huge
1: yeah on the uh bgg gen con tool thing you can sort by hot so pandemic legacy has gotten the most thumbs so i'll guess that as well <laughs>
0: Yeah, I need to go check that out.
1: <laughs> I think
0: First Martians is definitely going to be up yeah, there as also... well.
1: Mm-hmm. But a lot of I people have already have it, right? So I don't Well, know. not a lot,
0: technically, because okay. it was just for pre-order. It hasn't yeah. actually hit retail at all, technically. It, it, it was not the cheapest way to acquire the game, and I did it anyway. But <laughs> I haven't played it yet, and I really, really want to. So I think I'm actually going to hopefully start a campaign in the next few weeks so maybe before gen con but maybe not
2: i wrote i wrote that down on my list to check out first martians because i think that matt would really like it i don't i don't know if i'll really like it so much but (laughs) i think he would so i was like well we'll go check it out (laughs) because i didn't plan anything else so
0: why not all right so that's it for us for Gen Con and Cant, if you're there, we hope you're having fun. If you're at Cant, we hope you're having fun, too. Uh, and make sure if you are at Gen Con and listening to this that you try and find Ambie and Cassidy and say hello, because we always want to hear, and meet from, hear from and meet our listeners. You guys are awesome, and we would not be doing this podcast if it weren't for you. So please, 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 if you see us or hear us or whatever in the hall, stop us and say hello. I mean, by us, I mean them, not me, but you know. <laughs> For this week's etymology segment, I wanted to dig into a more modern word that definitely seems to get mentioned a lot in the weeks leading up to and during Gen Con. HYPE! This word seems to have an ever-evolving definition, and while I personally believe that it could be likened to an overabundance of excitement, the actual current definition, based on people who make definitions of words, is excessive or misleading publicity or advertising. The noun form of the word dates back to 1967, but the verb form of the word actually dates back further to sometime around the 1930s. The word is thought to be a back formation of the word hyperbole, and also comes from underworld slang from the early 20th century, when it meant to swindle by overcharging or shortchanging. Back in 1914, the word hyper actually meant a shortchange con man. So like a hyper was like a person, and that's kind of interesting. I know a lot of gamers love to hate on the excessive hype that gets built up around certain games and events like Gen Con, but for me personally, I love hopping on the hype train and taking a ride, even if I end up disappointed in the end.
1: (laughs) Choo-choo! Yay! (laughs) And that's it for this week's Board Game Blitz. Visit our website, BoardGameBlitz.com, to get links to all our social media pages, including our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Board Game Geek Guild. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to show us a little love, you can become a patron for as little as $1 a month. Just head to patreon.com boardgameblitz. Our patrons get a lot of benefits, including access to our private Slack channel, where you can chat with us directly anytime. Our theme song was composed by Andrew Morrow, technical support provided by Toby Mao. Board Game Blitz is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Check out the other shows in the network by visiting dicetowernetwork.com. Until next time, blitzing my way downtown, walking fast, faces past, I'm Staring blankly ahead, just making my way, making a way, through the crowd And I need games, and I miss games And now I wonder If I could buy all of the games Do you think I should take the blame? Cause you know I'd play a thousand games If I could just afford them night.
2: Bye everyone.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Hello and welcome to episode four thir- <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> oh take two. <laughs>